0: Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. While we're waiting for everyone to get situated, I want to just say a a few things, and and, and please. First of all, I want to say how thankful I am to the Lord that, that as far as I know, no one from this body um, has suffered great loss, and so we're all thankful for that, but at the same time, our heart goes out for our all of our brothers and sisters and our family in Christ and in all those who um, suffered great loss south of here. So at the beginning of this, when it looked like it was heading right at us, you know, there were many people and we've spoken among ourselves and it was very difficult. I didn't want to wish that on anybody else. I just know I didn't want us to have it. Um, so there were uh, those of us who were praying it would dissipate out in the Gulf someplace, but unfortunately that didn't happen. I want to, um, obviously we want to lift up in prayer those who are less fortunate than us as it relates to this storm, but also I want to bring to your attention that in the days and weeks ahead, um, we'll be making uh, some donations, we'll send uh, by way of finances, research a little bit, uh, most of the time when we, this church, this body uh, comes together and makes financial um, donations to Organizations, it's usually going to be a Samaritan's Purse. And we'll see what, uh, we'll, we'll get with them and see what they're going to do. Because we know that, you know, we trust them. They're a trusted organization. And along with the physical needs, they will also minister spiritually. They're, the gospel of Christ goes along with the uh, physical necessities as well. Amen. But I also want to point out, and I'm not going to mention any names um, because I don't want to steal from the reward that they're going to receive in heaven. But we have people in this in this room now, and then also those who are among this body who have already done some things, who have already helped out um, and looked out for each other. There were communications going on uh, during and then just shortly after the storm. And I wanted to just say how uh, <laughs> this is going to sound condescending, but I don't mean it to. How how I'm like a proud papa, you know? Uh, I'm just I couldn't be more happy um, than to hear some of the folks in this congregation how they come together, care about each other, communicate, and then also minister. And then not just to the folks that are in this congregation, but we've already had some go travel and, and do some things. Um, and so it's it's just an awesome, awesome um, thing, and it's just just warms my heart to know that I'm worshiping uh, with people in this flock that have those kind of hearts. And I just want to thank you, and uh, the Lord thanks you. Obviously, it's, it's you're compelled by the Lord. So let's continue to do that, and like I said... Um, You know, above the tithe, you know, any offerings that you want designated specifically for disaster relief, make note of that on your check or anywhere. I'm not sure, Uh, Tony. On the electronic, can they designate that on that bolt when they do it? We're not quite sure, but if you're going to donate by electronics, if there's a way um, when you do that, if you could denote uh, for you know for that, okay. All right, so listen, I, I just don't want to... I, I could stay there for a while. Let me ask you all something real quick before the message. Does anyone have a problem with... In Galatians chapter 5, it speaks about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, right? Right? Before that, it talks about the fruit of walking in the flesh, those sins that we're all familiar with that are in the wide open now for everything, sexual sins and lying and stealing and all of the things that, right? And the you know, fits of anger and, and all of those things that we witness in culture and society and unfortunately are getting more and more common, amen? Okay, but then it talk, talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And when we're walking in the Spirit, those things are evident in our lives, right? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and so, Right? Okay, so now also in Corinthians it talks about the manifestations of the Spirit, and this would be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and it talks then about these manifestations, these these spiritual gifts, these gifts like tongues, prophecies, right? Wisdom, the working of miracles, faithfulness, all of these these manifestations of the Spirit. Now, let me ask, and and please, I, I just, does anyone in this room have a problem with any of those things as it relates to both the fruit of the Spirit and then also these manifestations of the Spirit? Do you believe that they're just as real and relevant today as they were when those were preached? They came through those ministers by Holy Spirit. Amen? Absolutely. So tongues is still for today. Healing and all of that stuff is still for today. Uh, Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, all of those things are still for today. Okay? And just because some people have, um, I don't know, just really um, misused and abused those things, uh, it's become, and it's divided the church but i want to the reason why i bring that to you first if you don't have a problem with any of that then this message should really bring something to you to me to all of us it should anyway it's the word of god but that same holy spirit that is in works in the works of all of those things that works through us in us and by us in those fruits and in those gifts, it's the same Holy Spirit that will minister you today and is the only way by which you will understand what the Word of God and hear God. It's the only way that you could really hear God. It's Spirit. Amen? Amen. My words are Spirit and they are life. Right? It's by the Word of God that we're washed and the sanctification of the Spirit. Uh, Thessalonians and then also in Corinthians, everything that I'm saying to you right now is backed up with Scripture. So, why am I bringing, my brothers and my sisters, it's, it's make sure that we understand. And when I pray this prayer, you'll understand why I'm bringing that, okay? Uh, please. So, let's pray. God, my Father in heaven, Lord, there are many in this room and many watching, I hope, by video, that understand many of those things that I just alluded to. But, Lord, the reason why I bring that up is, Lord, in this prayer, I'm begging you, Lord, specifically, Lord, for our young people. Lord, I want your word, this message, whatever is brought forth, Lord, to be more than something that they look upon as fancy words, just things that they can meditate on to make them feel better. Lord, please, Lord, would you accompany your word with power, with signs and wonders that our young people may know that this is just not another way to guide your life. This is not just another uh, motivational speech. Lord, that this is not just another philosophy or something that we can kind of look at in some ancient words with small nuggets of wisdom. Lord, power, signs and wonder that all will know that Your Word is powerful, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart and word. Power! might, signs, wonders, that our young people will know that this is the truth and it is eternal. Lord, please, please, I'm begging you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would, your Holy Spirit, that you would accompany this word, Lord, with power. Power. So that all may know, Lord, that we serve a true, a living God, a powerful God, A God who loves us and who will never leave us or forsake us. A God who right in the middle of any good thing, any bad thing, you never leave us or forsake us. Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Okay, so we're going to begin in the scripture where we were last week, and that would be in Luke chapter 12. Now, I could give you so many scriptures, and I'm going to give you some. But uh, my brothers and sisters, please, uh, again... As we kind of build up, I I hope I can have your attention. Don't be bored with this. Just please follow. In Luke, we were in chapter 12, beginning in verse 49. I came to send fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled, but I have have baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. And we went further. But if you'll remember, what I said to you is when we read this part of it, I said, if the Lord allows next week or whenever, that we'll delve into, we'll dive into this, and and we'll take it apart. So that's where we're going to be today. Um, but you notice, in, 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 it, in that first verse, in verse 49, I came to send fire on the earth, there are different people have different opinions on what the Lord means by that. You know, some would say that fire is equal, is, is equal to conflict, you know, contention, uh, conviction, that kind of thing. Uh, destruction of evil, some people think that the fire is talking about you know, destruction of evil. Um, and, and some people think that it's just purging or purification. Now what I believe is all. I believe it's all of the above. I believe that when Jesus is speaking to that, he's speaking to all of the above. So we're going to break it down bit by bit. First, in order for us to, I think, in order for us to understand what he's talking about from its root, from its foundation, I'm going back to Matthew chapter 3. You'll be there with me in a second. Matthew 3 verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water. Who's speaking that? Anybody remember? Who's baptizing with water? John the Baptist. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and what? Fire. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. So now, this is the way Pastor Tony thinks, and I believe that this is Holy Spirit, this is spiritually guided. When we're t- st- talking about fire, when and whenever, it's talking about this power of God, it's talking about this spiritual thing. It's not just being able to read a word and then uh, uh, there's conviction with that word, or I, I've had this mental disposition over this word. Are, are you following me? I, I don't want to bury you with words here, I, and I don't want to get. I mean, I'm so excited right now. I don't want to. listen. Well, hopefully, my. I don't know. My excitement, my zeal, my zest doesn't get in the way. Lord, help me. So when I'm, whenever fire, I'm thinking about. Okay, it's not just a a, a term that is used to describe something. It, there's something behind it. It's more than just Jesus saying something. Right? Are, are you with me? Let me give you one example. And this is maybe I'm jumping the gun here. But remember the two witnesses in Revelation, right? They're going to be killed, right? But remember what it also says, that anyone who tries to harm them, they're going to speak, and fire is going to destroy anybody who tries to, to get at them. Does anybody remember that in, in a Revelation? Okay, so, so now, does that mean that they're going to spit lightning? I don't think so, but I think what's, whatever they say, what their word, it, they're going to speak something, it's going to be so powerful, and it's going to just dissolve, it's going to take their enemies out. See, so why why am I saying that? Because it not not necessarily denotes only physical fire, it's denoting this thing behind the fire, this power. Are you with me? Okay, I think that's what it's denoting. So just so stay with me. So if you'll remember now, fire to some believe that it's conflict, con- contention, or conviction. Now we could, only, we could go back into that same scripture where we started, and I'll go there right now to tell you why I believe that that's part of it. Conviction, contention, so on and so forth. So we'll go back to Luke twelve forty nine through 53. I came to send fire on earth, and how I wish it were already kindled, but I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Let me pause here before we go the rest of the way. do you could put that up. Okay, now, now we'll continue with that scripture. Remember, this is what we were breaking down, and now we're going to go into where we were last week. But now I want to remind you, because some of you weren't here, and some may, maybe weren't watching last week. Remember, that baptism that Jesus is talking about that he has to be baptized with, he can't set fire on earth until, until he's crucified, right? And Then he's got to be buried. Then he's got to be raised from the dead then He's going to set fire on earth. He's sending down Holy Spirit. Amen? Okay, so now look at 51 with me. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division. For from now on, five in one house will be divided. Three against two, two against three. Father will be divided against son, son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against do- her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. So, so do you see the contention so so now when Jesus sets fire on earth, now this is why I believe that it's all of the above and specifically for contention. You see, Jesus himself, if you look at this whole scripture now, Jesus said, I'm going to set fire on the earth, but I have to be baptized with this baptism first, right? And so he, then right after that, he's saying this. So we know that that fire that Jesus is bringing or that fire that's coming through Jesus or from Jesus, it's going to cause contention. How do I know that? Because we just said it. Isn't that right? Okay, so furthermore, I just, I'm just i going to file off some scriptures to you. Write them down. Look them up later. But write them down. In John 16, verse 7 through 11, here's what it says. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send Him to you. And when He has come, He will convict. Who's the comforter the Holy Spirit, right? When He comes, what's He going to do? Convict. Yeah. See, my brothers and sisters, the Word of God. It's not hard. It, you, you don't need me to tell you. You read and you study, and, and this is what this is how we can break this down. And this is why I can say with confidence when the Scripture is speaking about this fire and what it's going to do. Conviction is one of them. Amen. Okay, so he will come. He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go my to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment because the rule of this world is judged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen? Not very not hard. So now again, giving you more, um, more ammunition, so to speak. In Luke 24, beginning in verse 30, mark it down, look me up, we'll get part of it together. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, he gave it to them, then their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished from their sight, and they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us? while he talked to, uh, with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? Now let me give you some context. Many of you know exactly what that is, where that is. But I want to, some of you may not have been there for a while. When you go home, I'm going to tell you, when you go home, dust your Bible off. Open it up to that chapter. I'm just teasing you. Listen, that was the two. This was after Jesus had risen from the dead. And these were the two that he appeared to that were on the road to Emmaus. Remember, he hid, his, his, uh, he hid who he was, his identity from them initially. But then they, they, he was talking to them and you know, when he first came up to them, he says, hey, you know, what are you all talking about? And he said, man, where have you been? They, they were talking, where have you been? And they described the events of what just happened and, and Jesus, and we thought he was the prophet, we thought he was the one and, and he was killed and, and so on and so forth. and they came for- So Jesus continues and he starts to speak to them. and and tell them, well, shouldn't the Son of Man, or shouldn't the Messiah do this, or shouldn't it be this way with the mouth? He starts speaking from the Old Testament what the Messiah, coming Messiah, what it would look like. And so now, when they sit down and he breaks bread with them because they wanted him to stay, when he sits down with them and he breaks bread, then he reveals himself to them. And that's when they say, Addie, would you put that one back up there for me? Did not our heart burn within us? did not our heart burn within us? There's some conviction here. There's something happening there. They had the Word of God now revealed to them. What they knew from the Scriptures from the Old Testament, Jesus reminded them, then He reveals Himself. And listen, here's what happens. They get convicted. Their heart is burning within them. But my brothers and sisters, that's not the end of the story. What happened? They turned around and they went back to Jerusalem. Come on! To testify. To testify. That might not mean anything to you, but it means everything to me. What happens when you receive the Word of God and there's conviction that comes? You have to act upon the conviction. My brothers and my sisters, it's not enough just to hear it and and, and you have an emotional experience. And many of us have had this happen. Me, myself as well. Listen, I'm not telling you, oh, I'm so great, I'm so right. No, I've had this happen too. Man, you get convicted. There are some songs. This is this morning. I'm listening to one of my favorites. Todd Agnew, and he's, he's speaking about our great God. Hallelujah. Come on. Oh, glory be to our great God. I, I mean, it broke me down, and I'm crying. But but listen, that's all well and good, and my heart feels it, and I feel this conviction. But now I need to do something about it. It's, it's all well and good that the Lord is ministering, and Holy Spirit is is doing something on the inside of me, convicting my heart right and i'm and i'm and i'm expressing something i'm having an emotional experience but the emotional experience is not what cleanses me the emotional experience is not what makes me right come on hallelujah no i'm driven that, that 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 emotional experience is a response to what's happening to me spiritually And so now I need to respond, I need to take control. Oh, no, the spirit man who now has been ministered to by Holy Spirit. Oh, this is so good. That spirit man that now has just been ministered to by Holy Spirit needs to go ahead and now control this flesh. Now that Holy Spirit with my spirit now tells this flesh what to do. Right? Praise Him. Just in this moment, praise Him. If that's all you can do in that moment, when the Holy Spirit attacks your heart, when He just convicts you, and, and and all you can do is say, "Lord, I'm sorry," or "Lord, thank you," Lord, you are God. You're my God. Help me to be obedient. Holy Spirit, come on. Hallelujah. See, it's see. I know to some of you, spiritual giants, and you know, well, you know all that and all. L- listen, I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, this is the problem. We there's we have so many spiritual giants that are beyond that. No, you, you never get beyond that. You should never get beyond that. There, there needs to be those experiences that you have with Holy Spirit and it just, you just you're broken. And then you have, again, but just remember when you're broken then you, something needs to change. But God is not going to grab you by the neck and change you. He's going to tell you. He's going to work on you. He's going to minister to your heart and, and reveal Himself to you and then you have to respond. Amen? That is so powerful. I'm going to go to you, I'm going to speak again. One more, I think, in this category, if the Lord allows me. In Jeremiah, some of you are familiar with this, but just bear with me, please. In Jeremiah, beginning in uh, chapter 20, verse 7. There's only three verses I'll read. Oh Lord, you induced me and I was persuaded. You were stronger than I and, and you prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me. You see what he's saying? Man, people are making fun of me and ridiculing me every day. For when I spoke, I cried out, I shouted violence and plunder because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. Did you you hear what this prophet is saying? Man, I'm telling them what you're telling me to tell them. I'm telling, I'm giving them the word of God and they're not doing anything, mocking me. I'm suffering reproach every day. So I said, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to do this anymore. Can any of you relate? Yes. Yes. Put it up, Addy. But His word... Was in my heart like a burning fire, shut up in my bones. I, hallelujah! I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. You see what he's saying? I I, I didn't want to say anything else. I didn't want to do it anymore because this is just—it's costing me. People are mocking me, making fun of me, ridiculing me. Young people. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. But I'm telling you, just like this prophet, God has put you in a place so that you could be the one that speaks truth, that speaks life, and they're going to mock you, and they're going to criticize you, and they're going to ridicule you. And my brothers and my sisters, young brothers, young sisters, older brothers, older sisters, in their places of business, wherever you are, and it's going to get worse and worse, you're going to be Marginalized, you're going to be excluded, you're going to be mocked, you're going to be made fun of, and then even worse as time goes on. But you better be, listen, we're like him. Man, it, it, it's got to be fire shut up in your bones. And he said, I, I I was going to hold it back, but then I became tired of trying to hold it back. Come on. I love Sundays. I get to turn it loose, baby. <laughs> My, my brothers and my sisters, do you understand what this word is saying? This, this word is exciting. This is, this is exciting to me. This is awesome stuff. But it was like fire shut up in his bones. And he, he, and he didn't want to do it because it was costing him in the physical realm. But he had to do it. It was, it was burning him more. And that fire was shut. See, so, so what am I saying? So remember where, we, where that platform was. Where, where was it? Conviction, contention. Right? Come on. Convicted. I'm, I'm convicted. I couldn't hold it back anymore. It was like fire shut up in my bones. Was their hearts burned like fire? Jesus said, "There's going to be people that are going to be against you." We see. Don't we see all of that in there? Yes. Yeah, so now the second one, my brothers and sisters, fire, destruction of evil, destruction of evil. That's that's another way that Jesus portrays it, or it's portrayed by spirit. In the Bible. Uh, We'll go back to Matthew chapter 3 beginning in verse 11. Again, this is John speaking. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Remember that? Because then look what he says now in continuing in verse 12. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat unto the barn and but he will burn up the chaff with the unquenchable fire. Whew. There's several scriptures, my brothers and sisters, and even in the scripture, I believe in Luke, um, it, it talks about, it might be John, please forgive me, I'm all over the place. When he talks about the trees that don't bear fruit, he's going to cut them down and throw them into the fire. What's he talking about? Well, when he was talking to, and that specifically, he was talking about all of those people who thought that they were godly, Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees, saying, when you, you're not bearing fruit. The time has come. Remember this line? He says, the axe is laid at the root. Remember that? The axe is laid at the stump. It's about time. The trees that are not bearing fruit are going to be cut off and thrown into the fire. Come on. Hallelujah. In Isaiah, in Isaiah, chapter 1, verse 24 and 25, Therefore the Lord says, The Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will rid myself of my adversaries and take vengeance on my enemies. I will turn my hand against you and thoroughly purge away your dross and take away your all your alloy. He's he's speaking specifically to Israel. And if you look at that in context, what he's saying is all of those who are living ungodly, all of those who, he says, I'm going to purge them. When he's talking about purge, he's talking about burning with fire. I'm going to purge them. I'm going to get rid of all your alloys. See, that's how you know also it's fire. Because when he's talking about get rid of the alloy, what happens when you're um, trying to uh, refine gold or silver? What do they do? They burn it, right? And all of the impurities come to the top. They skim it off. Now, my wife's family, Mom Prettyman, um, they're all from um, western Pennsylvania, and the steel mills were, you know, back in the heyday, I mean, that was it. And that's why we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, but if you think about it, my brother and sisters, I, I remember Dad Prettyman used to tell me some things about, you know, how they used to take care of the steel and so on and so forth. Mom Prettyman's dad worked a steel mill for years and years and that was one of the things that they told me that you know they they get all the impurities out of the steel they 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 burn it burn it, burn it and they, they get all of the all of the impurities come out of it that way so this is the lord saying that in very pl- plain terms this, this i'm going to purge you israel i'm going to purge you i'm going to thoroughly purge away your dross and i'm going to take away your alloy all of those things are not pure i'm going to take them away uh, I, I, I was wondering whether I should bring this, but I'm going to bring it. In Revelation chapter 8, beginning in verse 5, it says this, Then the angel took the censer filled with fire from the altar and threw it on the earth. So, so get that in your head. So this is now, these are, these are the bowls and the, and the scrolls and all this other stuff. This is part of that. So in chapter 8 it says, then He saw, John saw the angel take the uh, censer filled with fire from the altar, from heaven, and he threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and earthquakes, so that seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. So now, he takes, get this, right? He takes the fire from heaven, throws it down to the earth, and now there's earthquakes and thunders and lightnings, and now the trumpets start. Now the plagues and all of those, all the judgments on the earth start to happen. Yeah, new covenant. God really mellowed out. my brothers and my sisters, we need to take this seriously. Young brothers, young sisters, we need to take this seriously. Then last one here, in Hebrews chapter 10, 26 and 27. For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment, fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Do Do you understand? Do you see what's happening here? Okay, remember, evil is being destroyed. God destroys evil in his adversaries. Fire. So remember, conviction, condemnation, all that. But now, fire also destroying the adversaries. That's why, again, I believe all of the above. So now we'll get back, now we'll go to the purging and the purification part of it. Again, because I believe that all of it applies. So we'll go back to Isaiah, but in, in, therefore, the Lord says, the Lord of hosts, The Mighty One of Israel, Ah! I will rid myself of my adversaries and take vengeance on. I will turn my hand against you and thoroughly purge away your dross and take away your alloy. So, so we've just read that, right? But now look in this case, what's left? Pure, exactly. So, on the one hand, God is taking away all of those things that are trash, all of those things that are disobedient, all of those who are not worshiping as God. Right? He's taking away all of those, all of the evil, all of the wickedness. He's taking that. But what's left is pure. Amen? So, now look. Me and you, be holy, for I am holy. Purify yourself, for I am pure. Okay. I can't, we already know I can't purify myself. So why is God saying that? Because He's provided it for us. So we need to do our part in purifying ourselves. What is that? Again, going to Jesus, receiving Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit will purge and purify us. Hallelujah! That easy! How do I know that? just read it! No, it's not that. I'm smart. Okay, so now let's... Back in the Old Testament now, we're going to be in Malachi. In Malachi chapter 3, it'll be on the board. Behold, I send my messenger. Who's the messenger? No. Who's the messenger? No. Let's look at the rest of it. I will send my messenger and he will prepare the way. That's the hint. John the Baptist. Right. Hallelujah. I will send my messenger he will prepare the way before me. Now Jesus confirmed that, right? In, in um, John, in, in let's say in Matthew chapter 11, we, we, where, where we were, Jesus said that, John, and we, we studied that together anyway, that he was the Isaiah that was going to come and, and announce him. Anyway, behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, see, the different messenger now. This is the messenger of the new covenant, Jesus, in whom you d- delight, Behold, He is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of His coming? And who can stand when He appears? For He is like a refiner's fire and like a launderer's soap. Did you see that? Okay, so now, the difference between a refiner's fire... And the fire that is going to be uh, expelled a- upon his enemies, right? The- that it's going to be laid upon his enemies. This refiner's fire is going to make you and me his whatever he has that whatever his, more pure. And that's why, also, you see the launderer's soap. What does the launderer's soap do? Clean. Make clean. Make clean. See, it's not hard, is it? Nope. Not hard. So, 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 my brothers, and sisters. So, so, look. Here is the other thing I want to mention to you. This, this scripture right here. This scripture. And then remember, now Jesus referred to this. In Matthew chapter 11 in other ways, right? Where he's talking about John and, and so on and so forth. And then even John's father, who was a priest, remember? John's father, when he got his voice back after kind of asking the angel for a sign or whatever, remember the sign was, okay, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to, be able to speak or you're not going to be able to hear and, and here's what's going to... And then when he was born, he said, no, his name is John, right? There's nobody in your family named John... Nope, God told me his name is John. His name is John. Okay, and remember, then all of a sudden he got to speak and then remember he gave that prayer of praise to the Lord. And he, uh, he said specifically, John, this is the one who was the messenger before the one. Right? So we have all of this proof. Now here's the reason why I say this. Malachi, do you know Malachi? This, this verse, Malachi prophesied this about 500 years before it happened. About 500 years before it happened. you believe that? See, so now, when anyone says anything to you about the Bible, ah, you know, it's just, man. No, 500 years before it happened, this man and many others talked about this and said exactly what was going to happen, and it happened just like he said it would happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young people, op- the Word of God is eternal. It's true. It will never change. Period. That's it. This is what you can count on. This is what you can trust. God is not moody. God, You don't have to worry about God changing his mind. He meant what he said, and he said what he meant. Hallelujah. So now again, to give it more ammunition, more coal to the fire. <laughs> first Peter. Go to First Peter with me. Chapter 1, beginning verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now look at verse 6 with me. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire. Hello? Though it is tested by fire, may be found to be praise, honor, and glory of the revelation of Jesus Christ whom having not seen you love, though now you, do, so don't, now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoiced with joy inexpressible and full of joy, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So look at this, my brothers and sisters, watch. <clears throat> tested by fire, like gold is tested, like we said a little while ago, like we just read in, in um, Malachi, there's this refining fire, refining fire. And this is happening, so now watch. So what, what, what the Holy Spirit inside you brings conviction. Holy Spirit inside you, lead, and direct, gives you an understanding of the Word, not just a cursory understanding, or not just a mental disposition, but really gets down deep in your soul and gives you the ability to really, and then you feel that fire shut up in your, you feel that Holy Spirit fire, you feel that conviction, and then you got to do, do something about it. And so now what this, this is saying, look, there's also going to be these tests and these trials. Remember this, remember this. The devil, the enemy of your soul is real. Satan, the adversary, he's real. But He has no power over you. And it's killing Him. Even the angels in heaven marvel at what God has bestowed upon us. There's no other being that Jesus died for except humans. Humans! He didn't die for angels. He died for you. And this baffles the angels. And Satan can't stand it. And that's why he's targeting all of you especially if you are a believer, especially if you're going after Christ Jesus. Bad things are going to happen. But look at what, look at what God is saying. Look at, don't, let, let, don't think that that's straight. This is going to happen. But those things, because the devil wants to take you out, what I'm doing is showing the devil that your faith is greater that you have more power over him. You just believe what the word says. You follow the word, you've got my spirit inside of you and you just believe, you keep going on and on and on and you will be saved and you are Listen, my brothers and sisters, that faith is I've got better faith now or more faith now than I did before. Many of you same. Why? Because I've been through the fire. And guess what? I came out. Hallelujah. Some of us are being put through tests right now. We're being tested all the time. But what are you trusting in? What are you relying upon? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love this word. Hallelujah. So now do you see? That's why I believe, Tony believes that all of those things are equally as poignant as it relates to what Jesus, about the fire that he's bringing. It's conviction. It's contention. Right? It's purification. It's all of those things. It's destroying the enemies. It's it's all of those things. So now I'm thinking, okay, for us, for those of us who are born again, for those of us who trust God, you know, Lord, what, what, what does this mean? What, what can I... So, one of my favorite stories, I, they're all my favorites. Who am I kidding? Bless you. Listen. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Many of us in this room, we absolutely know the story, very familiar with it. My shack, your shack, and a bungalow. We know that story, right? King, the children of Israel, or the Jude. Uh, Jude Jerusalem, they're, they're carried off to Babylon. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar, very powerful. He's enamored with his own power. He's, he's in love with himself, and he's very powerful. So he makes his gold image, and he's com- commanding that everybody bows to this image. When you hear the music play, you bow down and you worship this image, right? Now, these three Hebrew boys, they were absolutely, positively servants of the Lord. And so, when the music played, they didn't bow. And so there were the Chaldeans, the squealers, that went back. Now I'm going to tell you this, and I'm—I I'm, don't listen. I don't care whether you like what I'm going to say or not, because I'm charged with warning you, and I'm charged with you know just telling you how it's going to be. There are going to be people in the not too distant future that are going to be turning you in. In fact, I hit something today. Um, Somebody could check this out for me. I I said this before, and and please don't make fun of me. I'm an old guy. I wanted to make sure I didn't know what I wore last week. I wanted to make sure I didn't wear the same jacket or whatever. So I went to Facebook real quick to see what I was wearing because I don't listen to myself. I hate that. So I, I went and I... But now when I went on there, it said something's been removed. It said something's been removed for some kind of a content thing. It's against their... I don't know what it is. I've got to get Mitch and or Tony to check it out. But it did. It said something has been removed. Okay, I, this, it doesn't surprise me. We're on YouTube. We're on some other things. But it doesn't surprise me. And it, listen, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's going to get worse and worse. There are going to be people... Listen, do you know that right now the post office is to report things that are being sent to your house? Certain things. You didn't know that, did you? But it is. Do you know that the 87,000 more IRS agents, what are they for? It's all, about, it's all about knowing what you're doing, when you're doing, how you're doing. Listen, they're going to get rid of the money, and it's all going to be electronic. And when it's electronic, what's going to happen is they're going to be able to cut you off. When you've had enough meat, they're going to cut you off. When you've had enough gas, they're going to cut you off. They're going to know what you're buying, when you're buying, and how much you're buying. Oh, you're paranoid, you a conspiracy. Okay, just like I was back in 2012, and I told you where we'd be today, here we are. My brothers and my sisters, it's going to happen. I don't know how much of that we're going to experience before he gets us out of here, but I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, listen, when I read stories like this, when I see this, man, I can say, okay, now this is so relatable. So you can say, well, Tony, that's just an allegory. Those three Hebrew boys really didn't exist. And Nebuchadnezzar, it's a historical fact they existed. Nebuchadnezzar existed. He was in love with his power. These boys would not bow to the idol that he made. It infuriated him after he, they were squealed upon. He didn't know it. He said, bring them to me. And then he had that, He listen, he had that furnace heated up seven times hotter. And so you know what happened? The the, the guards, the, the the soldiers, they threw them in and they were burned up. The ones that threw them in were burned up because it was so hot they were killed. The door of the furnace is open. Nebuchadnezzar stands up and he says, hey, didn't we throw three in there? I see four. And the fourth one looks like the Son of God. Okay, this is all made up, Tony. No, it's not made up. This is real. This is real. They're walking, it says literally that they were walking around with Jesus in the fire. That killed those who weren't even in the center of it. Just throwing them in, they were killed. But these three Hebrew boys with Jesus are walking around in the midst of this fire. I'm taken back by this. There are some things that I thought about. I've known this story for a long time as have many of you. But now I'm thinking about, you know what? They're walking around with Jesus. Jesus said, well, hey, let's just get on out of here. No, let's stay in here. Let's stay in the middle of the fire. Let's stay right in the middle of this fire. See, my brothers and my sisters, sometimes we're praying, let this end, Lord. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but just remember when you're in the middle of the fire, He's with you. Amen? Amen. And at any time, He can cause the fire to stop or He can pull you out of the fire. But if you're in that fire, remember He's with you. And just meditate and and search inside yourself. Lord, I'm in the middle of this fire. I know that all things work together for my good. So Lord, help me see the good in this. I want to learn from this, Lord, because right now, I'm failing. But Lord, I know You didn't set me up to fail. So Lord, teach me right in the middle of this fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God is good. He is good. Right in the middle of the fire. So that he's he's taken back. Nebuchadnezzar taken back. Get him out. They come out. When they come out, not a hair on their head is singed. And the ropes that bound them when they threw them in burned away. All of the things that were impure, come on, man. All of the things that were impure got burned away when they were thrown in that fire. Hallelujah. But just remember, before they were thrown in that fire, they were given a chance. And what did they confess? Nebuchadnezzar says, Don't you know who I am? Don't you know what I can do to you? Our God is able. And he was selling wolf tickets. Don't you? I mean, who's going to save you from me? He was enamored with his own power. Just like many of the people that are, are in, the, in the, these rich people and these upper crests, these, these ruling elites, they're enamored with their own power, with their own money, and they know better than everybody. Don't you know who we are? But God. I serve, that's what they said. They said, But God. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. We serve a God who can save us. He can save us if he wants to. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow to you. Ha! I'm going to take away your food. God's going to have to feed me. I'm going to, take, I'm going to make it so that you have any gas for your car. Well, God's going to have to get me there. Easy to say when you're not in the middle of it. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. Easy to say when you're not in the middle of it. But I'm going to tell you, that's where that fire comes. Because if it was easy, then it wouldn't be fire. And you wouldn't need fire of Holy Spirit to burn away the nonsense to get you to the root of the issue and to get your power, get your faith so powerful that you are understanding and you know that you know that you know. Like those three Hebrew boys. God, I know you can save me if you want to, but even if you don't, I still worship you. Hallelujah. Just like Job. The Lord give it and the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. My brothers and my sisters, I want that. I want that. Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember, and some of you are going to f- be familiar with this. <laughs> when I was uh, younger, not too long ago, well, when I worked on somebody's maintenance crew, golf course maintenance crew, before I was anything in the business that I'm in now, what we used to do, we had to show up real early. I know the guys that are, that work with me, they can relate to this. We used to have to show up real early. And before we could take care of the golf course at this place that I worked, the carts for the people to use were stored in our facility. So we used to have to go an hour early to get all every day and move the carts from our facility up to the clubhouse and park them so that when they opened, the, the members and the guests can take the carts and go out on the golf course. Now, in the winter, it was it was cold. And I was, so people say global warming. It's colder in the winter now at Baloney. It's, it was cold. It was so cold. We had a wood uh, stove in the middle of the shop. So we'd run the carts over to the clubhouse, and then we'd all come back to the shop, and it was too cold to work out on the golf course. There was frost or ice. Or, so we used to sit around this wood stove. And there was this fellow. His name was Herman. I'll never forget him. Herman was a good old guy. Uh, Herman had about three teeth in his mouth. But, man, I'd I never seen anybody eat a darn pork chop sandwich with the bone in it. And he, man, I'm telling you something. He was, it was like the teeth had radar. he eat around that bone, but he was Herman. liked to do other things, like smoke dope and stuff like that. So we'd be sitting around the fire. And one day we're sitting around this fire, and li- literally there are guys that are sitting right near the fire. Some guys have their feet propped up. Some guys, you know, with their back to the fire. But we're all sitting around this stove talking. And Herman, he fell asleep. He's laying back and he's he's got his feet up and he's he's just sleeping. And we're talking and all of a sudden I smell something burning. And I'm looking around, I see some smoke coming off of Herman's sock. <laughs> I said, Herman, 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 I'm hollering at him. Herman looks down, I'm not lying to you. Herman, I, I remember this like it was yesterday, and this was a long time ago. Herman does this. <laughs> he had to do a double take. But what was happening was, my brothers and sisters, he took his shoes off, and I guess some um, like dead grass or something got caught on his sock. He had one of those wool socks on, and they were caught on his sock. And so now, when he's got his feet propped up, the dirt and the dead grass started to burn away from his sock. Is that tracking with anybody? The garbage that was attached to him started burning. I said the garbage that was attached to them started burning. If you want, listen, if you want the fire of the Lord to work in your life, you've got to stay close to the fire. You've got to stay close to the fire. See, you can't let some of these things, like, well, um, it's just as good to stay, this is near and dear to my heart, because I keep hearing this now over the last few weeks. Pretty, You can stay home and do church at home no you can't unless you have a home church unless there are people in there that are looking out for each other praying together and Holy Spirit be in the middle of that and there is a service there's praying going on there's worshiping going on there's accountability between the members We've, some of the things that are now happening in this church by the way awesome stuff awesome stuff so my brothers and sisters how about this you know what those things that held you back those things that bound you up addictions addictions Come on. And I'm not talking about just this drug, that drug, the other drug, alcohol. No. How about... Um, attention. Uh, attention. Yeah. You, attention. What about, um, I don't know, you're addicted to your phone. You're addicted to... You, if, you, if you don't get on that phone right away, if you don't get on that, first thing you do is check your phone. When you go to bed, you're on your phone. The games. What about all the games? These, what about all of this stuff? That has our attention. What about all of this stuff that we're now addicted to because of our brains, because of our physiology? And people have figured that out, and they know how to get to us. And so the enemy of your soul now is using that. And our kids, our man, you know, I hear things where p- kids get their phones taken away, and they want to commit suicide. I mean, they're going nuts. Without their phone, their life is over. I, what? Come on, now, listen to me. Maybe it's uh, pornography. All of these things that have a hold of you. All of these things that bind you up. Maybe it's, I'm not going to, um, you know, it's, it's I'm enamored with making more money so that I could have more things. Maybe it's all of these things that become distraction. All of these things that, that bind you up. All of these things, this thing was supposed to happen in my life and it hasn't happened, so now I'm going to be in depression. What about depression? because your expectation hasn't been met, or because so-and-so broke your heart, or because it didn't turn out exactly like you planned, and therefore, come on, what about that? My brothers and my sisters, you get into that fire, you let Holy Spirit fire burn in you, and those things will be burned away. God's power can do that. Holy Spirit fire, fire that Jesus has rained upon us. That fire is stronger. It's more potent. It will burn all the dross away. What about these sins that you continue to struggle with? And then, what about this? What about the justification that you're now bringing? There's something in you, and now you're holding it against the people that are, love you the most. The people that are trying to warn you. Young people, you're, you're holding it against your parents because they're trying to dissuade you from doing certain things. And although they may seem harmless to you, but we older people understand that there are spiritual implications. So if we could stop it here, stop it now, before it grows into that thing that totally takes you out. Yes. Yes. Come on. Man, it's a little bit quiet in here. But do you want... Am I boring you? No, listen, listen, listen. My brothers and my sisters, this is of the utmost importance. Because that fire that Jesus brought to us is meant to purify us. Not to scald us. Not to burn us. Not to punish us. No, 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 no. When we're going through the tests and the trials and even when the enemy has got us up against the wall, God, our God, your God, is able to make those things make you more pure and all of those things that the enemy thinks that he's got you wrapped up and bound with the fire of God burns it away just like Shadrach, Meshach and a bungalow and they are gone for good period that's it and you come out of the fire more pure amen amen one more scripture and then we're going to pray I'm going back to Hebrews we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 12 beginning in verse 25 see that you do not refuse him who speaks see do you not refuse him who speaks are you there for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Let me, let me give you context here. Okay? This is speaking, this is the example he's using is when the children of Israel escaped Egypt and now they're at Mount Sinai. And remember, God started giving them the commandments himself. He started speaking with thunders and lightnings and all the people became afraid. Remember? He, God told Moses, put the boundaries up. Don't let anybody come past that point because if they do, they're going to die. Remember all of that? But then God is speaking to all the children of Israel with thunders and lightnings and shaking, the mountain is shaking. And they said, oh, we don't want to Moses, you go up there and you tell us. We don't want him to talk directly to us because they were afraid. And Moses is pleading with them. No, 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 Listen. Listen. God is doing this. He's showing you this so that you, don't, so that you fear Him, so that you respect Him and you won't sin against Him. So this is the context now. This is what He's talking about. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now has He has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of the things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Amen? Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can't stand, stand. If you can't, sit. That's fine. Hallelujah. 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 Lord God thank you for your word hallelujah hallelujah listen please hear me and and don't be shy please there's some dross you you listen I, now this is for those of you who are born again if you've not been born again this don't apply to you if you've been born again and you know Holy Spirit has been convicting you of something and you've been resisting put your hand up hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, so listen, I'm going to pray this prayer, but I hope that before we leave that you'll come down here and we'll pray together when the men gather here at the end of the service that you'll pray with us. I I hope you will. All right? Great God, our Father in heaven, you know the hands, but more importantly, you know the hearts. So Lord, all of those of us who put up our hands, Lord, those things that we continue to struggle with, those things that you've brought to our mind and to our heart, where we are now experiencing conviction. Holy Spirit, thank you for conviction. But now, Holy Spirit, we we ask you for your fire to burn away this dross. That you would burn away these things, these impurities. Lord, that these things would be taken from us. And Lord, I know that in the days to come, the enemy is going to test us and try us in areas. I pray, Lord, that we would be mindful of this situation. And Holy Spirit, that you would gird us up with the strength and the power of the might of God. That we will remember this moment and we will know that we know that we know. That Holy Spirit, you've burnt all of that away. Holy Spirit, thank you for your freedom. Holy Spirit, thank you for burning away all of the garbage. And so now, Lord, thank you for your purification and help us to stay close to the fire. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So now look, I'm going to do this and then we're going to dismiss. Listen, this is important. And and I hope that um, I could do this just. Lord, help me. I know that there are people in this room who never really made Jesus the Lord of their life. They prayed a prayer, but they really didn't make Jesus the Lord of their life. And they've never, as a result... Have never been able to live close to the fire. Have had emotional experiences, have, have, have had some, some ups and some downs. But Jesus, you've, please don't leave here. You know, and the Lord is ministering to you. And if you're watching or listening, if the Lord is ministering to you right now, you know what I'm saying is true. It's not emotion, it's not mental, it's spiritual. Receive the Spirit of the Living God. Repent. The conviction that you're feeling is Holy Spirit ministering to your heart. So respond and give your heart and life to Jesus. Please, when you are born again, you will understand more. And as you read and pray and study, you'll understand more and more and more. So please, don't let another hour go by without giving your heart to Christ and if you want to do that now please come to this altar please don't leave here come to this altar don't worry about who sees you don't worry about being embarrassed it's god loves you god cares for you he's the one that died for you he's the one that is the is the one that will save you no one else in jesus name so lord i pray in in the name of jesus that anyone under the sound of my voice, that heard that word. Father, that your Holy Spirit now would convict them. Holy Spirit, bring them to the point of repentance. Lord, allow them to repent. Allow them to see that they need to change their way. And the only way to go is Jesus. So Lord, we thank you for saving souls. We thank you, Lord, for breaking addictions. Father, we thank you for all of those chains and all of those bindings, Father that they're broken now in Jesus' name, and that the individuals who have been set free don't even smell like smoke. Thank you for your victory. We are more than conquerors, Lord Jesus, because you love us. Lord, I've prayed this prayer in the name of Jesus. I believe, I trust. So strengthen us as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. But the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. God bless you. Go in peace. Have a great week. Walk in victory because you are more than a conqueror. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah.